The thoughts, views, and opinions you hear on this show are just that. Thoughts, views, and opinions from not only myself, but from my guests. So if you don't like them, disagree with them, or whatever the case may be, well, there's a simple solution to all that, and that's just stop listening. But if you care to partake in the conversation, sit back, turn it up, and enjoy the show. Yeah, that. Welcome back to another episode of the Yeah That Podcast, hosted by yours truly, West Coast Roberto. And y'all already know what this is. This is the type of energy we're on right now. Hey. Thank y'all for tuning in. Hey. Follow the podcast at Yadat Podcast on Instagram. Please rate the podcast on whatever podcast platform you listen to it on. Hey. Hey. And make sure you put your homies on. Let's go. Shout out to all the OG listeners, to the new listeners. Shout out to my folk in Jacksonville down there. That's where the Matthews Bridge is, 904. Shout out to Limp Bizkit, Fred Durst. Let's go. Hey. 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 Shout out to all my content creators, my fellow podcasters out there. Let's go. Do you know where you are? The Yeah Dad Podcast. Welcome to the jungle, punk. Take a look around. The Slim Biscuit fucking up your town. We downloaded the shockwave for all the ladies in the cave to get you move on. Hey, shout out to all the podcast platforms out there. Nothing but love for all you out there. Appreciate y'all for listening. Let's go. I'm still gonna do it. Hey. Thanks for tuning in to every episode. If you're new to the show, welcome. Follow us on Instagram at yeah that podcast. YouTube, West Coast Rob. Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of the Yeah That Podcast, hosted by yours truly, West Coast Rob. How's everybody doing out there? 
hope y'all are doing well. I hope y'all have had a good, oh, a good time period since the last episode dropped, episode 42, which featured my man, James Mooney, CEO of Blast House Industries. And in that episode, we talked about the supplement industry, just the business industry, and what it's like dealing with inflation, um, you know, the struggles of supply and demand, being an entrepreneur, etc., etc. That's episode 42. If you haven't heard that episode yet, then go back and check it out. For everybody new to the podcast, welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, West Coast Rob. Like I said, thank you for taking the time out to check me out. And for all my OG returning listeners, yeah, that. You already know what it is when it comes to y'all. I love y'all. Appreciate y'all for the support. Make sure you follow on Instagram. <clears throat> excuse me. Follow on Instagram at Yadat Podcast. And there you'll see the latest up-to-date clips, um, shorts, reels, artwork, whatever has to do with the podcast. That's where we do it at. That's the main page for the podcast. You can reach me there by sliding in the hump's DMs on the IG page. So Instagram.com at or Instagram.com slash Yadat Podcast. I'm saying or at Yadat Podcast. You can also check me out on um, YouTube because I, I post clips there for those of you who are new. I post shorts, clips, and full episodes there on YouTube, youtube.com slash West Coast Rob. I haven't put current episodes or the last few episodes on there because I'm trying to, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to fill it out, but I'm gonna go back to it. Go back to it. I gotta re rekindle the page, but make sure you follow, make sure you support, make sure you like the podcast, you rate the podcast on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on, whether that's Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Audible, Sirius, Satellite Radio, Pandora, wherever you're listening to this on. If you're listening to this in your car, in the gym, at the house while you're cleaning or whatever, shout out to you and wherever you're listening to this podcast at right now, at work, at your desk when you should be paying attention to your job or in school. If you're in school, you're too young listening to my thing. No, I'm just kidding. But I appreciate y'all for tuning in. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. We're on episode 43 of the podcast. In episode 43, we are bringing back the homie, adult film star, musician, Jackson Wheeler. Jackson Wheeler was a guest way back in the early in the early episodes of the Yeah Podcast episode 11, I believe, 13, something like that. And we went, we were introduced to Jackson then in uh you know and and his his occupation and how he can be an adult film star you know how it or what it's like being an adult film star how he got into it etc so you know i had to bring the homie back i originally brought him back for the two-year anniversary which i posted a clip of that in episode 40 or episode 38 was the the two-year annie and then uh something like that let me see. Hold on. Let me get my my facts right real quick. It wasn't was it episode thirty eight? It was episode forty one. Excuse me. Oh my goodness. In episode forty one, I had posted I posted a clip of this episode featuring Jackson. You know, 
and uh, you know, I just wanted y'all to get a taste of what was up upcoming. So if you hear in this in this episode us mentioning two year anniversary, et cetera, et cetera, that's why. That's why. But with all that being said, Jackson is back and in this episode we we catch up, you know, it's a temperature check from the last time he was on the episode and what's changed in his music career, his adult film career. Uh, you know, we talk about thoughts and politics. It's politics, um, war, and all that shit. So stay tuned for that. Check that out and make sure you follow. Make sure you follow the podcast on Instagram at Yeah That Podcast. Follow Jackson Wheeler on Instagram at Jackson Daddy Wheeler on Instagram. And you can check out his website. I believe it's jacksonwheeler.com. So without further ado, thank you again. And check out episode 40, motherfucking three, featuring adult film star and musician Jackson Wheeler. And as always, I will catch you on the back end. So I wanted to grab you and uh, uh, get you on this little two-year anniversary joint for the podcast. We, we've been doing this for two years now. And you, of all people, you're like the, the most popular episode, popular guest. And plus, I wanted to catch up and see how you've been. So No, no worries. I'm glad to be back on. I'm glad things have been doing well for you. Yeah, man. So so what's been new? What's, what's new with you? Uh, well, I mean, now that we're out of the pandemic, um, got myself back over to Europe. I was over there for four weeks in August. Oh, shit. Okay. I, was actually, I was supposed to be in Berlin right now. Um, but just sometimes you put things off just to reduce the stress on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So where, where are you currently? I'm in Jacksonville, Florida, of all okay. places. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? Jackson was in Jacksonville. Hey, it's all good. That's, that's my uh, second home there, Jacksonville, man. Oh yeah, I'm liking yeah. it so far. No complaints. Yeah. Just well, joined a band too, so. Okay, okay. Last time we were on, you were on episode. We were you were pursuing your music career. So mm-hmm. is, are you, you you hitting it a little harder this time? Uh, I mean, it's still going. You know, things just take time. Um, uh, you know, things will happen when they happen. Yeah. You yeah. have to keep improving and, and keeping yourself ready for the opportunities when they come. So. Yeah. Um, no sure. complaints there, you know, just like I said, things, things take time. And, uh, if you've ever had success in anything, it's just, um, you know, you just keep your head down and just keep plugging away until something happens. Oh yeah. I seen your, uh, that the little spot you had with Limp Bizkit and Fred Durst, man, that show was fire. Oh yeah. Well, was that after we had talked? That was. Oh yeah. So that happened. Yeah. So that was, yeah, that went off perfectly. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that was um, that was definitely a like a a highlight life moment. Uh, I'd say you know it definitely gave me clout with a lot of people in the rock community. Yeah. So um, having that under my belt has definitely helped me now going mm-hmm. forward. So um, like I said, I've been in Jacksonville since February, about eight months now. I've uh, done a couple shows myself with my own material. It's going well. Um, uh, I got a couple new tracks releasing. Uh, I thought it was the 23rd. Maybe it's the 24th. 
this okay. coming Tuesday, I got like three tracks releasing to all the streaming platforms. Okay. So one of them, hopefully, um, I'm hoping to see how well it does. So. Word. Yeah. What genre? Between rock and rap. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because I remember last time you were doing like kind of like the little rap-ish when you had the video that just dropped. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, I don't. It's it's just music, you know what I mean? Like, I don't really consider myself a rapper. It's just I don't have a band with me. Yeah. So it's hard to be loud on just an instrumental. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, I can understand. It just doesn't have that same energy. Yeah, normally. definitely. Are you doing it yourself? Like, are you your distributor? Are you promoting it like or do you have like, yeah so other other than actually making the instrumental myself i lease those mm-hmm. from producers you know i shop around i find one find something i can write to and i find something i like i'll go and i'll purchase the lease agreement but from songwriting uh recording editing promoting uh, performing yeah right now it's just a one-man show okay that's good. Though. That's that's good. Yeah, exactly. I'm in control of everything. Hell yeah. You know, so and then just I'm getting more and more comfortable and and confident with what I'm doing. So I'm waiting on other people less and less. Yeah, definitely. Self made. Self made. Yeah. Are you still doing your your acting? Your adult yeah. acting? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I said, I was just in uh, Europe for four weeks. Uh, did some filming there. Like I said, I was supposed to be back in Berlin right now, and I had a lot of filming planned, but that'll have to wait till next month or December. So there's a lot of stuff happening. Um, I went to XBiz in Berlin in August, yes. and you know, XBiz is just for like the professionals. Mm-hmm. There's no fans allowed, so it's just all the the company owners, all the payment people, all the models. You know, then there's workshops all day long uh, about this and that concerning industry matters. Yeah. And so, um, you know, after COVID and not seeing anybody for a little bit and going out there and reconnecting with a lot of, um, you know, the people who run shit, um, you know, like the people who run Pineapple Express, the, you know, the people who run AEBN people who run expiz and chatterbait and all these good things so uh it was nice just to get back around them and hang out for a little bit and chat uh so you know unfortunately it's october things are kind of winding down mm-hmm. convention wise and people traveling wise for the holidays yeah and then we'll kick it back off in january with avn in vegas and um you know i I just don't get out to the West Coast as much as I used to anymore after living there for five years. Yeah. So I'll probably use that as an excuse to put myself <laughs> in LA like a week before okay. and get some filming done. Yeah. Some work done. So I've, I've talked with a bunch of studios, you know, like I'm back on uh, kink.com's talent roster. <clears throat> so something with them will happen over the next few months, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to get back to Europe though too because uh, I met a lot of people in the industry from Europe, and uh, they're very eager to do some work with me and everything like that too. So, uh, you know, everything's everything's going well on my end. 
Uh, it's just, uh, you know, the world we're living in right now, any fucking moment, who knows when shit's going to go up sideways. Yeah, for sure. And I know you were, uh, you were really starting like the, the Dom gang the last time we were talking. And I know, mm-hmm. uh, Europe, they're, they're more so open in regards to that genre of adult entertainment. So I bet you're having a blast out there doing stuff out there. Oh yeah. Um, you know, especially in Germany. Germany is like the BDSM capital of the world. Yeah. Uh, I just, I just get along with people in Europe easier. Yeah. You know, they don't, they don't take life as serious or they don't, they don't take their talking points as serious. I'd say it's like mm-hmm. you can talk and have a, a disagreement over in Europe and no one gives a shit because yeah. it's just talk. Right. So it's, you know, over here you get on the wrong conversation and someone gets triggered and pissed off and they have to, you know, make a social post about it and make a movement about it. Um, over there, it's just more as long as you're not being an asshole to people or uh, have uh, nefarious intent, like you're pretty good over there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I've been to Europe. I, I like Europe, man. You, uh, is it just Germany? Are you going like... Several other countries. I go to, to several other countries. I mean, Berlin's just my favorite place to be. Uh, my next time out, um, I met someone in my last trip. I spent my last six days of my four weeks in Europe. I spent three of them in Budapest. Okay. And then the last three in Stockholm in Sweden. Nice. And uh, I met another musician in Budapest who's like one of the top musicians in Poland. Yeah. So I think next time out to Europe, I'm going to find myself in Poland for a few days just to hang out and just see whatever what I can get it myself into. Essentially, it's what I do when I go out to you know these countries. First yeah. time there, I just go out and explore and just socialize and see where the night takes me. Is it easy like getting into the so like you you do adult entertainment here? So when you go over there. Is it easy to to like dabble in their fucking in that genre over there? Since uh, they may not be familiar with you, you know. Um, I mean, as long as it, it now it's different with uh, everybody doing their own thing. Yeah, with only fans compared to back in the day where it was just you know if the studio wasn't shooting it, then the models weren't shooting it either. Um, it's. I mean, for me, I had a really big, warm welcoming. Um, you don't, there's just not a lot of guys like me in Europe. Yeah. Uh, just being muscular is not a European thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, I can't speak necessarily for somebody else who doesn't look like me, but, you know, going to a conference like Expiz and mingling with everybody, it seemed to be just pretty chill as long as you are industry. Okay. Oh yeah. You know, if you're, if you're not, and you're trying to get into the industry. I don't know how they would perceive that. You know, I, yeah. people, you know, even like the owners of most of these companies already knew who I was anyways. Okay. And you know, the owners know who I am. The models see that the owners know who I am. Then the models automatically are going to be a lot more comfortable around me. Anyhow, just because there's an establishment that the people that they look up to are okaying me for the group. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. 
Because people, had, a lot of people had heard my name, but a lot of people hadn't met me face to face. Yeah. Yeah. So once you meet me face to face and hang out, people usually have a lot warmer and uh, better perception of me than if we just interact on social media once or yeah, twice. Sure. Maybe we might disagree on something. You might, you know, find me to be an arrogant asshole. Um, <laughs> but no, it was it was fun as hell. Um, the European crowd, you know, I've. Uh, I've had my um, dealings with the um, model group in the United States, so maybe I'm a little jaded from some of that. Um, but they're they're warm and welcoming, and like I said, when I get my ass back out there, there's um, tons of opportunity. Yeah, 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 yeah. It seems like it's like the United States. Like, not everyone's just not in one place. So it's like you got to go fucking here, then you got to go there, then you got to go there. Yeah, there's only so many. St- so many days in a fucking month and so many days on the trip to get shit done. For sure. You see yourself living out there permanently? I wish. Yeah. If uh if this if this war with Ukraine and Russia is ever over in my lifetime and it stabilizes out over there, possibly. Mm-hmm. But this conflict they got going on over there uh could affect a lot of shit in ways we don't know. So yeah. Uh, until that's settled, um, I was, I, that was my intent. I was looking to move to, uh, Spain and then Germany right before the pandemic. But now, unless something in the paradigm happens where we go back the other way with everything, um, I don't know where to go. Hey man, you go the where, the, where the wind takes you, man. No, it's, it's not even that. It's um, it's like uh, you know, I feel like the United States were becoming crazy. Oh, for sure, I agree. It's like whatever the next election is, we're going in a really bad direction either way. Like it's going to be a bad direction with one party, and it's a bad direction with the other party. But we're about to like take steps into territory that we can't come back from, and the rest of the fucking world is um you know like yeah i'm I'm not gonna get into it it'll take the whole time (laughs) but let's just just say that like trying to decide like if you make your own money you have a family and like where you want to go to feel free and happy um i don't i don't know and it's happened like in under a year. Like, uh, I don't, I don't know where to go anymore. Yeah. Really don't even, you know, like Germany, Berlin, like they're really, they're very free, but they have a new chancellor now who's kind of right wing and, uh, preaching war and shit like that. And, uh, it seems like we're at a, at a dangerous time to where like the last world war was what, uh, the, was it the fifties? It ended. The 40s, I think it was 40s. Well, at the end of the 40s, right? Like yeah, 48, yeah, 47. Yeah. So yeah. we're 60s, 80 years removed from our last world war almost. Yeah. So none of these kids understand how how much you don't want war, you know? Yeah. Like uh, when World War II was over in Germany, you know, a majority of males over a certain age were dead. It was, you know, it, was like it wiped out all old ideology 
And all you had left was a bunch of young kids who were devastated and traumatized from war. And that's why you've seen a Berlin and a Germany that's been probably one of the most peaceful places over the past 80 years after the um, the Berlin Wall fell down. Right. You had a whole generation that was just reminded about shit they never wanted to deal with again. And now you have a generation that's growing up never had to deal with anything. And they they have no idea once it starts happening, like like how much they'll be like, no, never mind. So they're easily, you know, being led with their feelings um, into possibly gearing up Germany to be hostile again. Man, that's crazy. But that's happening all around the world, though, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm big on the whole society. Our society is crazy nowadays, man. It's just people think they know what they want, but then when they act on it, then it's they're being offended or triggered by something. It's like, what are we doing? What are we doing? No, it's just, it's the whole, the whole, uh, like you, you're in control of your emotions at the end of the day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like here, here's the thing. Like, uh, this is maybe a crude, crude example. And, and this is before LGBT. Let's just say like the remember the biggest, the biggest thing we had between, I would say like the races, was the n-word right yeah but even even like as a black man you know there's 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 many examples of black men out there who have been had that word said to them and the way they chose to react to the situation it's like you know 10 different scenarios 10 different reactions yeah each one of those men chose how they're going to react to rectify the situation that they're in right yeah. So the black community has been dealing with this since for forever, right? So now we have kids saying that you know they're 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 making excuses for not being responsible for their own emotions. Yeah, yeah. So they're gonna because like here's the thing you're, you're you're always allowed to have your emotion. You're always entitled to that. No one, there's nothing. In the law, nothing that says you're not entitled to feel how you feel. What we what we're losing here is okay. Something has happened. I feel a certain way, but now we're losing that buffer zone of critical thinking. Just because I feel this way because somebody did something is the reaction that I want to have going to help my situation or is it going to make things just worse and not help anything do, do you know what you see what i'm, I'm saying here yeah, yeah. everybody's on impulse ex- exactly it's just it's all it's all impulsive and honestly like you know what's funny is uh when i was growing up and i you know got into the workforce i got into sales and sales, they, they teach you, you know, to prey upon impulse buyers. And so, you know, this whole entire country, I just feel like things have been systematically training people to be more impulsive, to have a shorter attention span. And with the way our education system has gone, like the ability to critically think has just gone right out the window. Oh yeah, definitely. So, you know, being triggered is a decision. 
Yeah. You know, so anybody that says they're triggered over something, I just, I call bullshit because I just, you know, because you've been waiting. Yeah. You've been waiting for something to give you an excuse for you to let your emotions run unchecked. Because no, because the, the problem is, is nobody has a vice, a healthy vice anymore. So we're all upset. We're all pissed off. This world doesn't make a lick of damn sense because of the way it's being ran. So naturally, when you wake up every day, even if you claim you're happy, if you really take a second to really think about it, there's not a lot to be happy for. Yeah. So we're all just looking for that excuse to let loose on somebody else so then we don't get punished for lashing out because we have a need to lash out right now because shit's just not right. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. People, we're primitive, we're primitive beings still very, very primitive. And right now, um, there's so many laws and restrictions in place that it's almost like society is egging you to fuck up. (laughs) You know what I mean? And if we can't get you to fuck up, well, then we're just going to try to find something that you said when you were upset 10 years ago. Oh my gosh, I can't (laughs) stand that shit right there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Jesus Christ. Like, I, you know, like, I, I it's ridiculous. And like I said, no context either. No yeah. context. Like, you know, uh, let's, oh God, yeah. There's so many examples of like, <laughs> just, like, cause I, I've said shit in the past where I was sharing jokes or I quoted song lyrics, but they were verbatim to the song lyric itself. Cause you know, it wasn't my quote yeah. and it, it maybe had this language in it or that language in it. it had nothing to do with hate or anything. Um, but still like, um, what, what baffled me was, uh, remember when Kevin Hart got shit for the gay thing. Yeah. It was part of a joke. I know it was a scripted written out joke. And still like years later, this guy, Ah, uh, I just, I, I can't, I just, I can't. And what's more fucked up is, is like, you know, um, people would rather go after people attempting to do good than to go after people who are just blatantly bad. I agree. I'll give you an example. Um, in the media, Elon Musk versus Bill Gates. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to jump down Elon Musk's throat. When this motherfucker is just trying to throw out any random idea that might help a situation, Bill Gates is trying to come up with vaccine and is buying farmland across the world. So he can, he has rights to genetically modify foods and shit like, like it, it, like people, like I said, little people will shine their light to try to tear down anybody. But, you know, somebody who's just nefarious and doing all sorts of bad shit and keeps themselves out of the limelight, like, we don't want to go and hang this person dry. Yeah. So it's, there's no morals about it. There's no, there's no uh, compass. There's no north here. Literally, right now, the, uh, the powerful and the elites, they got us just fighting each other and pointing fingers at each other. Yeah. Over yeah. nothing. And then let's not talk about the the revelation of the COVID vaccine coming out and the fact that it wasn't tested. 
They lied about the whole fucking thing. And we had half of this country more than it was. It happened in a week too. Like the, the attitude went from, well, should we get the vaccine to, if you haven't taken the vaccine, I hope you die. If you haven't taken the vaccine, you deserve to die. Like, if people in this country couldn't understand how Nazi Germany happened so fluidly, you don't need to look any further than how we got pushed around and mentally manipulated during the pandemic. Yeah. So, yeah, just this whole, this whole woke thing I think is coming crashing down and with it too, I hope people wake up and maybe get to the voting polls. I don't know though. It's still even with that shit. Like I'm what's fucked up, right? Is uh, I'm a registered Democrat just because that's all I got to choose from. Yeah. yeah. I'm sitting here in Florida and I want to vote for Ron DeSantis. I mean, that's, that's your prerogative. I know the fucked up thing though, is here's how they got us. Here's how they got us. Okay. I'm in Florida and Rob DeSantis ran the pandemic the right way for the state of Florida, right? Mm-hmm. So, and he's helped everybody keep their jobs here. I don't agree with the name of the don't say gay bill. I think they just labeled that just to piss people off because of how much Democrats have been demonizing anybody who's just not a Democrat. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think they stupidly named it the Don't Say Gay Bill. Um, the whole, they, they get you though with the whole abortions rights thing. So if the, if the Republicans weren't going on this fake Christian crusade just to get their votes and money, um, then honestly the Republican Party, it, it's, would be where my vote would go. But then again, now I got to support a party who wants to take away women's rights to abortion. It's just like, yeah, yeah, it's all kind of sketch, man. All of it is. sketch. Oh, yeah. So I have to continue voting for the democratic party who wants to take away all my privacy, who wants to keep funding terrorists, who wants, I mean, Nothing good happens when either of them are in office. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's such horseshit. Like, I don't, yeah. I, I, I'm becoming less and less involved in politics than I was in prior years, mm-hmm. mainly because I've lost faith in this country. Yeah. I mean, and just, you're not like the only one. A lot of people feel the same way you do because it's like the woke thing and people just kind of being extra sensitive but then want to be woke, but then they want to tweak their wokeness to the topic. You know, it's right. like, you're either woke or not. Like, to, to everything. Signaling. You know, a lot of people don't have anything going on for themselves. Yeah. That's, you know, like, um, I'm very, 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 very fortunate that, you know, over 10 years ago, I sought out to make a lifestyle for myself to where, you know, I'm, I'm sitting at home. I'm not work. I'm not in an office. Yeah. I haven't punched in in over a decade. So, 
you know, and I, and I'm usually too busy to even get the shit done that I want to get done in any given day. Yeah. You know, I get pissed off when the day's halfway done and I'm like, Oh my God, I still have A, B, C, D, and E. Like, yeah. just like when and where yeah, I feel you. But mo- most people don't, you know, most people, they, 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 they live the way they live, you know, the day before they know they have to get to bed at a certain time to get a certain amount of sleep. Cause they got to be up to do whatever they need to do to get ready for work. Yeah. And then they go and do their job. And while they're on their job, all their focus mainly usually has to be at their job. And by the time they get out of that job, they're so mentally drained. They don't have it in them to also have another job or a side hustle or something they're passionate about either. And I find this is the majority of the country. And this is the majority of the people that we see really like, cause again, they just want to be a part of something. Yeah. I think, I think they're not even maybe aware of how much damage they're damage they're doing just simply because the human spirit has that longing just to be included in something. And we're so on our phones right now and so driven from being out around each other and shit like that, that that's like the only, only like societal event we all get up in arms about together. Yeah. You know, you make a Facebook post about your individual success. You get one, like and one comment, you see, um, an issue about someone being, uh, marginalized and you share that. And all of a sudden it's a big discussion. Yeah. So even the algorithms are pushing us from coming together on healthy issues. And that's another thing too. Um, I think a lot of us aren't aware of is the algorithms on these social media platforms have more to do with you thinking that this doesn't work and that doesn't work. When in reality, what it is, is, is when you post this certain things, their systems don't put it in circulation like it would if it was something else that their algorithms say is more newsworthy. Oh yeah, definitely. So, you know, I, I think that, God, we're just talking in big circles here. Yeah. Um, you know, but, but like I said, going back to it, you know, most people have nothing going on for themselves and, um, Virtue signaling and and being woke is about the closest thing they have to feeling a part of a, a bigger something that's bigger than themselves. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And like with social media, it's just you know everyone's entitled to their opinion, but doesn't mean you have to voice your opinion. Just because you have one doesn't mean you have to voice it. Not everyone that, deserves a voice. It, you know what I mean? Well, I maybe would stay away from saying not everyone deserves a voice, but definitely what you just said, just because, you know, you're on social media, doesn't mean you have to have an opinion. That's absolutely true. Um, You know, and and as far as freedom of speech goes, you know, you, I have the freedom to, to offend. You have the freedom to be offended or not offended. You have the freedom to respond to me in an appropriate manner as well. Uh, it's just right now we are just so polarized that everybody should just be in the middle because it should be very obvious that the, the, the people that are leading this country 
are the problem with this country. And, you know, 99% of the people in this country have zero power to do anything about it. It would take a well-coordinated uh, effort by almost everybody in this country to do something that would impact anything. But when you have, you know, like I said, you have <clears throat> on the left, you have this fake civil rights thing going on. On the right, you have, you know, the left are a bunch of pedophiles, protect the kids thing type going on. So both these sides have created these two heart issues that make you cling to their side. They're not even talking about policies anymore. They're talking about conspiracies. They're, they're, they're talking about just shit that emotionally moves you. It's, you know, they're not saying we're going to revamp our mental health in this country to address and find out why we have such a huge issue with underage sex or we're going to hire a, a team of analysts and figure out where the fuck all our tax money is really going. No, it's just, it's just, you know, it's about the kids. It's about your identity. <clears throat> it's about women's rights. Um, you know, Joe Biden partying anybody that was in prison federally, uh, no, prison for federal marijuana crimes when those are state crimes. <laughs> <laughs> so nobody got released from jail because nobody's in jail buying and selling marijuana for federal crimes because they were charged by the states. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think he's, he's talking about who was charged federally, like for transport or any big thing like that, I guess. Yeah, but he, but I got um. If you ever watch Russell Brand mm -hmm. on YouTube, uh, so he's kind of dedicated his life to being just a statistical journalist. Mm -hmm. And uh, ever since I've been watching, it's it's insane that more people are not watching him because he pretty much just takes articles from all the well-respected journalists around the world. And like they're, the articles are not getting any light and reporting on. And he's just giving you their numbers. That's all he's okay. doing. And the numbers are telling you that, that COVID was just, well, there was, it was a couple of different reasons, but it had nothing to do with it being dangerous. Um, and then that, this, this other issue we were just talking about, fuck, remind me, bring me back. Joe Biden? Yeah, Joe Biden, but something about Joe Biden. The federal, the oh, yeah. federal drugs. Yeah, he did He did a, a podcast on that, and he was saying that literally, like, in the words that he said it, um, there's nobody actually in jail on federal charges for marijuana. Hmm. Gotta check that out. Russell Brand, like, the Russell Brand, Russell Brand? Yeah, Russell Brand, the comedian. Really? Yeah, he uh, every single day he releases a podcast, um, and literally it's not like uh, you know obviously he's a comedian, so yeah, you know, his, his style is very eccentric. But literally, he's just giving, he's just dishing out numbers. Yeah, facts. <clears throat> exactly, just straight facts, and that's yeah. 
uh, just go and just start watching this shit. You're just be like, oh my fucking God. And maybe it's because he's a comedian yeah. that he's not being taken seriously. I mean, the dude has nearly 6 million subscribers, but that's, you know, that's, yeah, you know, it's, it's yeah. big. It's not big. So yeah, watch, watch Russell Brand. I thoroughly recommend everybody uh, check out his podcast on YouTube. It's only usually about 13 to 15 minutes, but he covers the issues. He gives out the statistics. He gives out the facts. Like you watch enough of Russell Brand, like just, just uh, the evidence and, and the statistics that are coming out about the COVID vaccine and everything. Like nobody, nobody should have taken this. Shit. <laughs> hmm. I didn't. You didn't, take, you didn't take any of them? Fuck yeah, I, didn't, I, I didn't get... I got. I think I, I got did. one. I had to say I, got, I did. Yeah, I got one. I think I got my initial, and then I didn't get any boosters after that. Just because I was busy and I didn't have time to, to get it. Well, you know, they didn't They didn't even test the boosters. Yeah, so I mean, I didn't get any of them. So. Like, like, literally, like, it's funny, like, you know, when, um, when the vaccine was coming out, everybody's saying, well, it's FDA approved. It's like, you do understand Pfizer... Pfizer funds the FDA. So why wouldn't the FDA approve it? Yeah. Like, like, yeah, like, like what, what, like what real world situation are you paying that person to approve your medicines? And in what reality do you think something like that's going to come up? And they're like, you know, I really don't think we should, I should approve your medicine. Do you, do you want money? Well, yes, exactly. we do. Well, then I guess I'm just going to approve this. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it wasn't even tested. And now they want to give it to kids. They, they've, they've not even, they ran one test on mice and they found that it had no effect on them. But Pfizer had predicted profits. So they're trying to find a way to capture those profits because it doesn't matter about your safety. They only care about what they told their shareholders. Quite literally, like it has like the COVID vaccine, like like COVID is not dangerous. Yeah, (laughs) it's just not. It's it's not. It's not statistically. It's not dangerous. If if you died from it, you are going to die in the next two to three years from something else, anyways. Like, yeah, like COVID is very uh, contagious, but so is the common cold, and so is the flu, and the flu is still more dangerous than COVID now. Unless Boston, unless Boston accidentally leaks that fucking COVID virus they just mutated that has an eighty percent death mortality. Or did you did you hear about that? No, I heard about that. So Boston and Boston right now they're fucking with the coronavirus and they made a new strain of it that's eighty percent has an eighty percent kill rate. So man made. Yeah. So I said, you know, I said, if that if that virus gets out, we need to riot. Like that's enough. That's <laughs> that's that's it. Like we all gonna die anyways if that shit gets out. But you know, if if that gets out and you get it, you're obligated to to spread it to every congressperson and person in the government that you can. Because I I need to know. I need to know if it's a real eighty percent or not. Yeah. You know, because if it's killing us all us off. And then they all get it. None of them die. Well, then there's something else extra fishy going on. Yeah. All this stuff is crazy, man. If you really try to dive deep into it and think, it's, it's all crazy. Well, I mean, if you were, and, and that's a that's another thing too, like ignorance is bliss. 
I couldn't take that COVID vaccine because before the pandemic even hit, I already knew that the COVID was coming and that it was going to be all around the world. But they already told me that it had a 98.5% survival rate. So what the fuck am I going to freak out for? Yeah. I have a, I have a better chance of dying in a car accident on any given day than I do yeah. get dying from COVID. Yeah. You know, and once you get COVID the first time, you ain't dying from it. Yeah. yeah you, it's, you, got, it's, you got more immunities than any, like, that, that was the thing that fucking killed me is, you know, even when they were really trying to force the, the vaccine, um, John Hopkins said that having COVID provided like 23 times more immunities to COVID than taking a vaccine. That's crazy. But they didn't want to plaster that all over the fucking TV. So literally herd immunity was the way to go. It was kind of like chicken pox. It's like, look, yeah. look, you know, if, if you really think that getting it might make you susceptible to dying, then those were the people that we should have taken care of. But we made everybody a hypochondriac and anybody who had the sniffles went to the ER. That's yeah. why they were overran. They didn't know who they needed to treat because everybody and their mom didn't like literally. Okay, think of this again. It had a 98.5% survival rate. So that means that means over 95% of the people that went to the hospital did not need to go to the hospital. Yeah, and that was, that was such hysteria, man. That was crazy. That's all it was. It was mass hysteria. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. You know what I mean? They, um, they got us talking about bullshit. Um, what's funny now is, you know, I, I said this too, right before the pandemic uh, happened. Um, the entire world was up in protest almost. Mm. Uh, you know, people were revolting against their governments. So, you know, when you look back in history, there's, a, there's, there's probably a handful of events that have happened in history that were actually coordinated by world governments and by organizations because it's think of it like a, like a three-way or four-way sports team trade, right? You got this country and that country who are facing massive civil unrest. You got like China, France, Russia, a bunch of other first world countries are facing massive protest, India too. Okay. You got the pharmaceutical companies, right, for COVID, had just lost record lawsuits, hundreds of millions of dollars they just lost, Pfizer and Johnson & Johnson for faulty medications, okay? So you have the governments who need an answer to the civil unrest, right? Because we yeah. they, are, they know what happens historically when it gets yeah. to a tipping point, violence. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Then you have the pharmaceutical companies. They need money. Lots of it. So, you know, the pharmaceutical companies also hold a lot of power. A lot, you know, they provide a lot of the money to our government. It's the one of the biggest conglomerates in the world. Yeah. So they go to the governments. They were well aware of what Corona was. They were well aware that it was going to spread to everybody in the world. You know, they were talking about it before it was called Corona. Yeah. So they go to these governments and they say, hey, look, we give you guys X amount of money, but we're hurting. 
You guys need help squashing your protest problem. You obviously need something that's going to give you some time to put in place more measures to control your populace. So they get together behind closed doors and come up a way to spin the pandemic or the coronavirus that gives every government the excuse to pretty much put their country under martial law. And while they do it, while they're doing that, obviously they're coordinating with Pfizer and Johnson and Johnson and making these vaccines mandatory, which shoots up their stock price so they can pay out their shareholders, develop a shell company, dump the lawsuits on the shell company. So they never have to pay a penny out in the lawsuits. Now, almost every country that's taken away just citizens' rights to pandemic, they haven't relinquished a lot of these powers. Hmm. So also you saw a huge wealth transfer during this time too. About $5 trillion worth of wealth went from common people back into corporations. Yeah. Like this was, this was a very, very well-coordinated attack on the common people. The pandemic. Yeah. It was not about COVID. The pandemic was about restoring order. People were making too much money. People were figuring it was a gig economy. People were making money again. People were finding ways to have their freedom again. When people have money, you have economic freedom. You can travel. You can, you're less stressed. You have more time to coordinate other things. Now, now after this pandemic, this fake inflation, that's, this is fake, dude. That, this is not, this is not real inflation. You don't think so? No, there's nothing about it. There's no, we don't need Russia oil. Yeah. We're making money right now off the war. Like yeah, our, so. our military industrial complex is fucking loving this. Yeah. Like, and like, we're just randomly printing off hundreds of billions of dollars just to send to them too. Like it's bullshit. It's just complete yeah. horseshit. You know, gas didn't need to go up. What happened was, again, you got three complexes that run this country. You got big pharma, you got energy, and you got the military industrial complex. Well, after Big Pharma ran its, its, its run against the country and they saw that we did nothing, now the energy executives want their, want their turn to run, to, to, to ring it out of Americans. They literally, it's like this. They're poking you. You're doing nothing. So they're going to keep poking because they don't think you're going to do nothing. Mm-hmm. Well, you're poor, but we know you got some more money. Give it to us. What, you're not going to drive to work? <laughs> Yes, you will. It's it's like that. And now, now after big energy gets through raping us at the pump, right? Because they're making record profits, like record, smashing records. That's not inflation. Yeah. Now what you have is they're preparing us for war. Now it's the military industrial complex's turn to get their money. So... You're going to see that's and that's why you start hearing them talk about Putin threatened nuclear war. I don't think I don't don't, like Putin is one of the smartest men on earth. I, I just I just don't don't buy it 
that that man threatened nuclear war. Just, nah. Nope. If Trump, maybe, because that dude's unhinged. Yeah. Putin's, Putin's ex-secret service. Like, these dudes are, are, are trained to be mental chest masters. And I don't see anything about Putin's, like, demeanor or any of the way, like, he is or talking that would tell me maybe he's becoming senile. Yeah. Maybe he has dementia. No, he still looks like he's a sharp motherfucker who unfortunately is just leading a country while having to deal with the rest of us. Well, I mean, I, I mean, in my honest opinion, I think the United States has been one of the worst countries since World War II. Yeah. And how we've gone affecting the world and what our decisions have done to the world. No one's going to hold us accountable. You know, the whole thing with with Ukraine is um, it's complicated because technically, technically, Putin had reasons to start this war. Which war? The one with Ukraine. Yeah. United States is is developing bio bioweapons in Ukraine. We are not supposed to be doing that. Ukraine was not supposed to entertain joining NATO. There and there's a whole there's a there's a whole bunch of other shit that we're doing other countries are doing in Ukraine that would Make someone like Vladimir Putin be like, oh, fuck, hell no. This ain't going on in our backyard. We're taking this shit back. You know, Ukraine used to be part of Russia. Yeah. Half of, so that, think, half of that country still wants to be part of Russia. So you think this is justified, what they're doing? Here's the thing. If it comes from CNN and Fox, it's propaganda. Mm-hmm. So nothing that you've heard about that war in this country is real. We are, I mean, there's... There's no reason why. There's no reason why. Here's the thing. Uh, and this goes back to our corporations. We have an interest in Ukraine for several reasons. One, it's like, uh, it's a major port in Europe, right? Mm-hmm. They hold a majority, I believe, of like wheat and shit for Europe as well. And Monosato just bought those fields. Okay, who's that? The, the, um, the big... Uh, Monosato, they're the 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 big fucking uh, GMO company here in the United oh, okay. States. Okay, yeah, yeah. They just bought their wheat fields. Mm-hmm. So pretty much, look, look at this. They have a they have a TV president. Oh yeah, yeah. the Ukrainian president. Yeah. After yeah. if if and, and again, watch. Go back and watch Russell Brand. He covers some of this. Um, I actually, I think we helped overturn the government a while back because we wanted control of Ukraine. So we've been trying to position ourselves in Ukraine now when we're not supposed to. Mm-hmm. And so pretty much the United States instigated the war. The Ukraine-Russia war? Yeah. Okay. Like everything that Putin is saying that is happening in Ukraine is happening in Ukraine. Like that he's not lying. Yeah. Like there's, they're running 
they're they're developing bioweapons, there's human human trafficking, all that shit. You know, uh there's there's a reason why, you know, like Hunter, you know, the whole Hunter Biden thing and uh the fact that that story about the mayor giving him millions and millions and millions of dollars isn't a bigger story goes to tell you like how much potential dirty laundry we have in Ukraine. Yeah. So us supporting Ukraine has more to do with if Russia were to get control of Ukraine and get access to everything we've been doing and exposes that won't won't look good for us. You know, I, I thoroughly believe Russia had nothing to do with the 2016 elections as well. Because they didn't need to. <laughs> they really didn't need to. This country... This country is was already divided as fuck, and Hillary did everything right to lose. Hmm. So you already know, like people are gonna hear this, they're gonna think you're pro Putin, and you know, not, offend, you know what I mean? It, you know, they get they can think I'm pro Putin all they want. Here's here's the thing, um, you know, I I've been looking at Russia since I was like 12 years old, mm-hmm. and one of the things that I saw for Putin is. You know, he's one of the only actual world leaders. You know, our president is not a world leader. Our president serves the interest of corporations. You know, uh, the president of the United States is a puppet. Mm-hmm. I think we all can all agree on that. It's, it's, it's as fake as fake power gets as the president of the United States. The two world world, uh, the two real world leaders in this world are Putin and the president of China. Okay, yeah. North Korea, but you know what the fucking North Korea to do? Nothing. They can't do shit anywhere. They're not going to invade anybody. They're not going out of North Korea. North Korea is stuck in North Korea. China do whatever China wants, and Russia, as you can see, has the power and the ability to go after, to annex a whole country. Um, but in the history of watching Putin, you know, the whole thing with Hillary Clinton, uh, you know, the Rothschilds and the central bank. And if you look at how Russia was left after the Soviet Union, um, you know, the, the rest of the world left Russia to fend for itself after the USSR fell apart. So you had this huge country that was left to just drug lords and criminals, a huge power vacuum. Mm -hmm. And someone like Putin came up. And here's the thing. If you think anybody in the world could have come into Russia and Putin's position and led Russia back to being unified without getting blood on your hands, you're naive as fuck. You just have no concept of how the real world operates, has operated, and will continue to operate. Yeah. So, you know, Putin did this, Putin did that. Um, Putin's a world leader in one of the most war-torn areas on Earth. And one of the areas that has, I'd say, the biggest symbolism for having to be macho. Yeah. So, you know, he's had to lead with an iron fist. 
the whole time. I think Putin's bisexual, to be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, his his pictures of him, uh, the pictures of him shirtless on horseback are some of the most homoerotic things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> but as far as being pro Putin, no, I'm pro. I'm pro being tired of our bullshit. As in the United States, our society. Uh-huh. Uh, are the United States. Like yeah. I'm not, I don't buy the propaganda one fucking bit. And so what if I support Putin? That doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Putin has said nothing about the United States. Putin has not said anything like, Oh, we want to take over the United States. We want cotton. Like, so I have no problem with Putin. Yeah. What, what I see is a world leader having to make real world decisions. You know what I mean? This isn't a fucking video game. This isn't fucking school. Like, this is the real fucking world. And, like, you know, a guy in his position, he doesn't lead the right way. They'll kill him. Yeah. So, and as far as, you know, um, so as far as, like, the, the war goes and everything like that, I think it's horse shit. I don't think we should send another penny to Ukraine. You know, something if people want to pay attention to something that's interesting right now, they should pay attention to Iran, where they're having a civil revolt right now and they're on the verge of overthrowing the government. Hmm. So the the citizens are tired of the religious establishment. That's where we should be sending support right now. Not not putting money in Ukraine, we're also probably building another fucking terrorist cell to be afraid of in eight years that we fucking made. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, honestly, yeah, like people can think what they want of me. Like, um, you know, uh, I just, I won't support things that are not worth supporting. Yeah. You know, like, you know, remember Muhammad Ali went to jail instead of going to the Vietnam War. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I would rather, I'd rather sit here and, and take care of and fight the people that are destroying this country than give a shit about Putin, who by all means, by the way they've been acting over there, has every right to take that country back. I mean, look, it's like, you know, you, you can't, it's like, uh, you know, it's like you're expecting Russia to sit there while you develop bioweapons, while you make other countries around it that weren't supposed to join NATO, join NATO. So what, and then obviously it's no secret that United States for a long time has wanted Putin out of Russia. So if you're Putin and all this is happening around your country, what other logical conclusion would you come to? Are you just going to sit around and wait for your enemies to gain a stronghold right in your backyard? Yeah. You know, again, you know, 9-11 is our fault. You know, not, not, not on top of the fact that we let it happen, but the reason for why somebody wanted it to happen was because of how we go around meddling in the Middle East affairs. Mm -hmm. You know, how we go around because we want to 
help peace killing men, women, and children with collateral damage, you know, brought it back upon us. And the same shit's going to happen with us sticking our nose in this Ukraine bullshit. You know, there's going to be people on either or side that are going to understand that our interference was bullshit and they're going to hold vendettas against us. Yeah. So, you know, like this, this country is like building a lot of bad karma. That's all I'm going to say. We don't need that negative energy. You know what I mean? No, we don't. We got enough of it here. We got enough of it here. We got, we're trying to get rid of. So, you know, you know, as far as being pro Putin goes, like I said, I'm just, I'm anti bullshit. And the only person I see spewing bullshit. Yes, I think it's also just self brought on. Oh yeah, oh yeah, exactly. And you know, it's uh, and the moment I saw Fox News and CNN reporting the same way on Ukraine war, I yeah, yeah. that was like the biggest telltale sign that it's horseshit. Yeah, I don't really, I don't really be watching all that, all the news. Broadcasts and stuff like that, man. Just, oh, they had this—they had this country wrapped around their fingers. Everybody was changing their profile pictures to the Ukraine flag, and yeah. oh my god, we got a supporter. Oh, they're so brave, and blah blah blah. They're, they're racist as fuck. Hmm. Half of those people are racist motherfuckers. Like, let them die. I don't give a shit. Like, like, dude, like it, that's what happens in the world. And again, like. The really the real real reason why this escalated is just because the United States has its fucking fingers and pies that should not be touching. Yeah, you know, it's gonna it's gonna offend a lot of people in this in this woke society we live in. Oh, uh, that's you know, banter, they, you know? they deserve to be offended too. You know, words are words. You know, I mean, I'm not I'm not encouraging anybody to do anything. Uh, I'm not saying anybody necessarily deserves this or that. So again, like we talked earlier, um, this is going to be people's decision to be offended by anything I say or not. Because again, anything I f- say, like I'm I'm one fucking guy, and I don't lead any nations here. I'm not, you know what I mean. I, I'm not yeah. a, a a delegate or anything like that. So if people want to go around being angry at something maybe you should go around and be angry at people who are affecting the issues that you're angry about yeah, yeah. talk is talk yeah you know I, I give my shirt off my back for anybody uh regardless of your situation but um you know no i don't I'm not. I'm not sitting here standing behind a, a country that would, on any given day, um, marginalize others. Essentially, yeah, that's your right. That's your opinion. I mean, that's you. Yeah. That'd be yeah. like if China was getting attacked and be like, "I'm like fuck China. They got Muslim concentration camps. Go fuck themselves. Why don't they go join the, the concentration camps with them?" Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just I. I, I just can't. Like you know if. People that need it, sure. People that don't deserve it, it's whatever. It's, yeah. I don't know. But but again, we're we're literally just getting dragged into this. Yeah. Uh, we're uh, literally just <laughs> our our country wants some money in the military industrial complex. Like, 
we're not fighting a war. Yeah. We're just going to supply it. For sure. It's like a left turn. I know you, in your adult entertainment uh, occupation or whatever, I know last time we spoke, you weren't really like in down with the, I guess the mainstream corpse or whatever now. And like now, earlier in the episode, I hear you saying like AVN and, and XVIDs and stuff like that. So are you diving back into being like the mainstream part of that? Or is you just kind of like playing it by ear? Well, obviously, you know, this, this industry is made up of a lot of different people. Yeah. So obviously there's, there's certain people I don't engage with or associate with anymore. Yeah. Um, there's still a lot of people though in the industry that have supported me are good people. Um, and it's been five years as well. One of the interesting things when I was hanging out with the new um, coordinator for King.com, uh, when I was chatting with him, he was asking me, like, you know, like why I don't film with Kink anymore and shit like that. And I told him it was because of one of the directors that, that worked for him. Well, mm-hmm. you know, he told me flat out, I was like, well, I fired his ass. Okay. So, you know, over time, it seems like a lot of the people that went out of their way to put me down are no longer in those positions of power. Good. So another thing is, uh, you know, being deplatformed, I've lost contact with a lot of people. So I have to get myself back out there. Three network. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, after the pandemic, you know, people forget, you know, it's been two years. Not everybody looks the same. And, you know, when it comes to this industry, you know, image is everything. Yeah. So, you know, getting back out there, you know, pretty much got a new look. Yeah. People really like it. Um, yeah. And then sometimes too, you know, you just gotta get out and hang out with people because, you know, they may have heard this or that about you, but you know, unless you go out and make the opportunity for people to see a different side of you, then, you know, you're just at the mercy of whatever's been said. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. So, you know, horse's mouth. Yeah, exactly. So I just went out, you know, just, um, just mingling with people, you know, and just uh, getting back to being the person that I was prior to it all as well. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've, I've had different phases of my life. I've had phases, um, I'd say once I took hold of my career and started realizing like who I wanted to be, where I got on a really positive kick and I just wanted to be ultra positive and help others. And then, you know, when the whole August Ames thing happened and other shit happened, I kind of reclused back into um, this side of myself that, you know, even though I want to see others do well, it's more of a just fuck you, I don't care type mentality. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's not like I, I won't help or, or still be positive, but... Um, it's easier when you feel like the hatchet's been buried and you can actually move on and forward 
to let the chip on your shoulder fall off, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, uh, I'd say, the, um, as of lately, like I've been feeling more motivated to be just on the chippier side of things. It's not that I go around my day being angry or anything, but like, um, going out of my way to be extra positive, I'd say. Yeah, that's good. Right. right. You know, so, you know, there's still that part of me that serves its purpose, uh, that strong side, that resilient side. Uh, but it can get exhausting yeah, having to continuously being resilient and um, deal with the world, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Understood, man. Understood. And as long as you like realize that you kind of evolved from that recluse, I mean, you're you're progressing so that's good yeah it's you know it it can take a while it's it's different for everybody um and not not every day is the same some days are better than others uh i would i would just say though that 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 feeling um that there's this large group or entity that's out to keep me down because that actually was a thing for a little bit, even all the way up till like a year and a half ago with my personal relationships, people going out of their way to try to warn people about hanging out with me or associating with me and things like that. And, uh, now that that's subsided, uh, yeah. Other than just wondering what the fuck's going to happen in the world over the next few months, uh, it's just, it's been a little bit easier just to be more uh, upbeat with everything. Good. You know, because yeah. I used to be, I used to be, you know, my, the thing with me, what really rubbed me wrong about the whole situation was, is uh, I had developed into that model that, you know, was that positive voice for all the other models, you know, a strong voice, but a positive one nonetheless. Yeah. And so I feel, feel lately I can kind of get back to the being like that. Nice. Good. Good man, you can't worry about the world. You got to worry about your life, man. Take it day by day. That is that is true. That is true to to an extent. We can try to try to look at things and have some foresight. And but for for the main part, though, you're right. You know, you can only uh, you know reiterating back to what we said earlier. You know, you're in control of how you're going to choose to react any given day. Yes, sir. So yes, even if you wake up and it's not, you don't feel like it's going to be that day, just getting yourself up and getting yourself into the routine of your day and getting a few things done here and there can, you know, put you back on the right path. Definitely. Definitely. So what's you got coming up, man? We've, I've had you longer than I expected. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> well, uh, I was going to do a Halloween party this year, but, uh, I had so much going on that I'm postponing it till next Halloween. So other than that, um, I got a live performance I'm doing in Key West. Okay. Next Thursday. Where at in Key West? I lived down there for three years. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> I gotta look up the name of the venue. I don't think I have it right on me here. Yeah, no worries, no worries. It's on Duval Street, though, probably, most likely. I think so that sounds familiar. I did it yeah. there last year, too. It was a live sex show. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It, 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 yeah, it's a Bourbon Street pub. Okay, Bourbon Street pub, yep. yep. Garden of Eden's at the top of that. Yep. So, um, yeah, last year, me and my girlfriend did it. It was 
it was her and I, and then there was a gay couple. And we just, we did a 20 minute set. They did a 20 minute set. We went back and forth three times. Um, so essentially it's what we're going to do this year. Maybe okay. do some BDSM play. Um, nice. after, after that, you know, we got Halloween. I have kids. So do something with them. And okay. then um, just keep developing with this band that I just joined. Um, they're called Kill Tactic. Okay. It's kind of like um, heavy metal and some rap. Okay. So it sounds good. They're they're getting their their new thing. So it's a new project, and uh, I'm working to help steer the sound because my ultimate objective is to get on tour and to get into big festivals and then things like that. So yeah. um, that's what we're doing. Uh, I will be going back to Europe next month, I believe. Okay. Oh yeah, I was supposed to do comedy for the first time last week, last Friday. Okay. I know. Yep. So when I make my way back out to Berlin, I'll I'll hook that back up. So hopefully the next time we talk again, I'll have had my first stand-up act underneath my belt, too. Nice. So you're going to do stand-up in Germany? You're going to do it in German? No. No, I can't. <laughs> I know, right? Fortunately, <laughs> most people speak English. So, okay. But they don't, they don't always get English humor. Yeah. There's a difference between speaking it and then understanding all the fine points of English that can make up a joke. Yeah. Definitely. So. It'd be fun. I'm looking forward to it. You know, it's uh, uh it's like uh, it feels like the roller coaster is done for me, as far as that chapter goes. I'm sure there's plenty more rides to go on, but yeah, hey man, you never know. You never know. So you're gonna be down there in Key West for a fantasy fest? Yes, yeah, fantasy fest. Yeah, okay. be down there. Uh, you know, just doing my thing for. I don't know what time we start. It'll probably be like. I don't know. I can't remember last year. We started at like 10, ended at midnight. Yeah. But that's a nice six-hour drive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I made it. Trust me. I know. Uh, I know. I'll be making making my girlfriend do the night driving. (laughs) I can't do it. I I can't do it either. I can't do it either. I fall asleep. Yeah. I don't even do it. I just, if it starts to get dark, I just stop and I just go the next day. I don't drive through the night. Yeah. You know, like if I have to drive at night, I'll take like a little microdose hit of LSD. Okay. And that's like a six hour espresso. Right on. <laughs> and then you're, you know, you're not tripping or anything. You're just like mentally alert. Yeah. I remember when I, uh, when I met my girlfriend, I drove from Texas to Orlando in one day. Damn, what's that? 16 18 hours. God damn. I went, I went overnight. I, I started at like 6 p.m., drove through the night and through the afternoon on just two micro microdoses of LSD. Damn, because I know I drove from Daytona back to Fort Worth, Texas, and it was like 18 hours. Yep. So you're yeah, flying. Same. Yeah, that's the same. I started from Dallas. Okay. Damn. All right. Yeah. All right, well, shit. My man Jackson, I appreciate you taking the time. Thank <laughs> you for having me back on. I'm sorry. Of course. There's not uh, as much exciting stuff happening this time. No, no, it's all good. It's all good. It's always good shit talking to you, man. You know I mean, you're very, you're very vocal. You have strong opinions and, and beliefs. So it's always good shit talking to you. 
Well, like I said, you know, I know they might uh, they might have something to say about this one, but like I said, at at the end of the day, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to say uh, uh, I believe Russia is a better country than us or anything like that, or uh, you know, um, war is good or or anything. I'm just yeah. simply trying to say that the majority of the people in this country are being fed the wrong information about why things are happening. Yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, well, that, that part is more facts, but how you feel about him is just opinion based. Yeah. I, I will say, I will say factually we're being lied to extremely about what's going on over there. Um, but as far as just war in general goes, you know, that's, that's a, that's a complicated question. Oh yeah, you know, and you know, it's a sensitive subject when people talk politics and oh yeah, conspiracy I mean, nobody, nobody in this country, nobody in this country has a right to to feel affected by anything I just said. I mean, unless your family is from that area, because yeah. nobody in this country has a clue about war or, or anything like that, so they can just simmer down and shut the fuck up. Right, there uh, you go. You know, anybody that hears this from over there that, you know, has an opinion on it, you know, valid, whatever, whatever your opinion is, it's mm-hmm. anybody from this country. If you think you have the right to be upset about anything I've said about this, you shut the fuck up. It's bullshit. <laughs> it's fake. You just use, you need a, your daily excuse to be angry today. And I guess I'll, I'll, I'll be your, your little, your little lighter of hate. And there it is, right there, my man Jackson fucking Wheeler. Where can where, where can they follow you at? If they if they uh, want to look Instagram, you, up. you got me at Jackson Daddy Wheeler. Twitter, you got X Jackson Wheeler X. OnlyFans Jackson Wheeler, and check out my website JacksonWheelerFans.com. There it is. The also, too, you guys like music? Pretty much just type in Jackson Wheeler on any streaming service, and you'll find my stuff. There it is. And what's the name of your band again? You know, the band I'm in is called Kill Tactic, but we don't Kill have Tactic. anything recorded yet with them. Yet, yeah. Yet, yet, exactly. I have all my own music uh, on the streaming stations. I just released one this past week. I got a couple more releasing this next week. A couple more, some fun songs and some other stuff here. So, should be good. I got one song I'm really looking forward to that I'm going to try to get into the movies and things like that and take it from there. Okay, my man. Good luck to you, my man. And Thank until the up. next time we have a sit down, you know yes, what I mean? Sir. Just, just be safe out there and you know what I mean? Good luck to you, my man. You too, Rob. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Anytime, bro. I appreciate the time. Mm-hmm. Talk to you soon. Right. Later. Bye bye. And there you have it, folks. Episode 43 of the Yeah That Podcast featuring my man, motherfucking Jackson Wheeler, adult film star, musician. Yeah, that. Motherfucking Jackson Wheeler. Make sure you follow him on Instagram at Jackson Daddy Wheeler on Instagram. Check out jacksonwheeler.com for all of that kinky stuff if you're into that. If you're in the Jacksonville area, you know, the 904, Duval County, Clay County, or surrounding areas. Make sure you check him out when he's performing. Uh, he currently resides there. So, you know, if you're if you are into, you know, some kind of like like a rock hop, rock hip hop type type uh, deal, you know what I'm saying? Check him out. You know what I mean, 
check him out. He'd be performing around the Jacksonville area. So like, like he said, you know what I'm saying? Make sure you check out his music, drop it on Spotify. You can also check him out on Spotify as well. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I know how, y- how y'all like that episode. I know y'all liked it. Interesting, right? You know what I'm saying? Interesting. You know, it's always good to hear people's thoughts and beliefs. And then when you hear their thoughts and their opinions, I know, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> people are quick to judge. So, you know, just like how we discussed, like, you know, um, the dictator and how I mentioned that, you know, people are going to think you're pro, whatever, whatever. Uh you know, he explains it. He's, you know what I mean? He explains, like, you know, he's not pro, pro-Putin. But, you know what I mean? He just goes into what it is. So, whenever, for for those of you out there listening, when you're, li- when you're talking to someone and they come out with an opinion or an idea or a thought that you may not originally agree with, hear them out. You know what I'm saying? Let's see if, hear the logic that they have behind or... You know what I'm saying? What backs their opinion, et cetera, et cetera. So, I mean, I always give people a chance to, you know, uh, speak their piece. But, Jackson, I appreciate the time. As always, my man, thank you for for taking the time out and, and jumping on the podcast, man. I appreciate you. If you need anything, just hit me up. For those of you out there listening, you already know I love y'all. If you're a new listener and you made it this far, Please make sure you stick around. Make sure you rate the podcast and you comment on whatever platform you're listening to this on. I, I appreciate you taking the time out and uh, you know, spending it with me and getting to know me and, and what this is. You know what I mean? Um, I love this. I mean, and, and it's it's just fun doing it. So keep rolling with me. Keep experiencing and learning new things with me as I have different guests on and, uh, you know, and do that thing. But uh other than that, make sure you follow on Instagram at yeah that podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at West Coast underscore Rob, but everybody knows, you know, Twitter kind of right now. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But if I if you get on there, you still use it. You know what I'm saying? Follow me, West Coast underscore Rob. Uh, check out the links in the show notes. You know, donations, uh, links that'll save you money, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But that's enough about that. I hope y'all have a good rest of your day, a good rest of your week, good weekend, whatever time period this is that you're listening to this on. I hope you have a good rest of your time. And until the next episode, I will catch you then. So, homie West Coast Rob signing out. Yeah, that.